Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. American students rank behind dozens of other nations when it comes to educational excellence. Whose fault is it? The answers may surprise you. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Dr. Cornelius Grove, who is an author of books on education. His most recent is called The Drive to Learn, which focuses on the contrast between U.S. and East Asian cultures. So you feel that we lag behind. Could you explain, please? The data has been out there since the 1960s. I'm referring to the International Comparative Test on which our youngsters, they're usually testing 4th grade, 8th grade, and 12th grade. Our children have always been in the middle or below the middle of the uh, international comparative tables. And students from East Asia, together with a few others, like Singapore, for example, have always been at or near the top. There are many other sources of data that show that our kids really aren't learning as much as they really should. And so why is that? Why do we lag behind? Well, whenever we discuss the problems with schools in this country, and this happens all the time, virtually without exception, we are paying attention to what the adults can do or should be doing to enable children to learn better. So everything under the sun that's controlled by adults, curriculum and, you know, policy issues like public versus charter and homework and on and on and on, it's all about adults, educators, teachers, administrators, policymakers, and so forth. And I said, you know what? Who is it that's not learning well enough? It's not those educators. Why do we keep paying attention to them all the time? Why don't we look at the children? And how can we best do this? Well, it would be very instructive to see if there's some difference in the children or the parenting of the children in another part of the world where the children always do better than our children. So let's look at that. And the place to go for that is East Asia because there has been a massive research effort since the 1970s trying to understand East Asian education, East Asian parenting, children's learning, and to compare that with the United States. And so what are we doing differently that apparently is making us test lower? Basically, what I found is that when our children come to classrooms, they are less receptive to classroom learning than East Asian children. When I speak of receptive to learning, that means that a child feels deeply committed to learning in school, expects to work persistently in order to learn well, and knows how to participate in the process of learning in classrooms. That's what receptive is. East Asian children are more receptive. Now, I'm not saying that American children are totally unreceptive. I'm not saying that. We're making a comparison, of course. And the reason has to do much less with the differences of what goes on in schools and classrooms and much more about what goes on in homes. It's about the culture and how that culture shapes the whole concept of parenting, how parents think about child raising, what they do to raise their own children, is very substantially different in East Asia from the way it is here. We are speaking with Dr. Cornelius Grove, who is the author of 
the drive to learn, which compares the contrast between U.S. and East Asian cultures when it comes to education. And I find it fascinating what you just said. I know a few years ago, the book Tiger Mom got a lot of publicity in her book. What some parents didn't like is that they felt she was too strict inside her household, that it was education, 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 music, 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 and no time for fun. Well, the basic question is, what is important to you? I'm addressing a question that is of national concern and concern to many, if not all, parents. And that is, how can our child do extremely well academically? And that's all I'm interested in. If that is a parent's objective, if that is really important, and the degree to which it is important, If that's the goal, then things have to be different from the way American families and American child rearing ordinarily goes. American parents ordinarily are interested in having their children become well-rounded and become autonomous beings and self-reliant and all of those things which are good. And I actually am not criticizing those things, but they get in the way of a child's mastery of what's being taught in school. If you want your child to master what's taught in school, you have to have some different goals, you have to have some different ways of thinking, and you have to have some different ways of going about child rearing, and this is what becomes the focus of the drive to learn. You write about the difference between cheering on children as opposed to coaching them. Can you explain that? Well, we've all been to football games, so at a football game, we're People like us, at any rate, are up in the stands, and down below us, we see the team with its coach, and we see the cheerleaders. Cheerleaders are rooting for the team and showing support for the team, no matter what the team's level of competence, no matter whether they're winning or losing, they're trying to raise their self-esteem and trying to keep them feeling good about what's happening, even if what's happening isn't very good. And then when the game's over, the cheerleaders go home and they'll be back for the next game. What are the coaches doing? The coaches are giving directions, and not only during the game, but at all the practice sessions between the game. The coaches are developing strategy. They're training and drilling and running practice session after practice session. They are making rules, maybe about nutrition, maybe about bedtimes, I I don't know, maybe about alcohol and drugs. All of these things, the coaches in there participating with the players, helping them to get better and better, even disciplining them, even to the point sometimes of throwing them off the team if certain things are violated. So the coach is a full member and participant and feels responsible for the team. This distinction is similar to what we see between most American parents and most East Asian parents, and that is that American parents tend to be cheerleaders. They are supportive of their child. They build the self-esteem. They support the teacher, but they're somewhat hands-off when it comes to actually dealing with schoolwork and homework. But East Asian parents come much more close to being a coach and a trainer. They are in there with the child, helping the child to learn, making it possible, training, diagnosing when the child gets a bad grade they try to figure out what went wrong what do we need to drill so that next time you won't make that error so it's much more like the coach and trainer role and this kind of dedication on the part of the parents has quite a big effect what do you feel about the statement when people say it's much easier to loosen a tie 
than to learn how to make one. Is this somewhat equivalent, meaning like study, study, practice, 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 and then you can loosen up and fit in the other things? I think from the East Asian perspective, the research shows that they are very much participating with their children in the learning process and acting as a trainer and as a coach and even, you might say, as a drill sergeant. And what often happens is that as the child gets up to about middle school age, the parents sort of draw back a little bit, but these habits have been very thoroughly ingrained in their students, and they usually continue to do extremely well academically. The pattern with American parents is, in many cases, that when the child is very, very young, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, the parents take a great deal of interest in jump-starting their learning. They read to them and maybe teach them the ABCs. But when the child goes to school, the parents tend to pull back and say, well, now the teacher is responsible. We're not responsible anymore. The teacher is, and we're going to be supportive of the teacher, and we're going to cheer on our child. And then what often happens is when the child gets up more toward middle school, and so the parents have sort of pulled back and and not doing nearly the active interest that East Asian parents are, then quite often the child is really beginning to be drawn in by the peer group and beginning to do things that the parents aren't happy with and the grades start going down. And then the parents try to reassert uh, sometimes their authority and try to tighten the reins again, but it's very hard at that point. So maybe this is the point you're trying to make. Dr. Cornelius Grove, author of The Drive to Learn, What the East Asian Experience Tells Us About Raising Students Who Excel. Thank you so much for your time and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.